back to Teachers Talk Film. This is episode 18. I'm Pete Ray here with my good friend, fellow teacher, Mitchell Maine. What's going on, man? What's good? How's it going? We just uh, watched Thor Love and Thunder in theaters yesterday. So uh, what, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. Um, my life's pretty boring. I feel like every time we get on to these podcasts, it's like the same thing that I'm doing each week. Um, but that's okay. That's how I like it. Running, watching movies, doing school stuff. That's about it. We saw Thor yesterday. Um, a lot to unpack with this, um, with a lot of the criticism that it's received and whatnot. So I'm excited to get into this one. Um, why don't you uh, shout out a movie you've seen recently? Not Thor, like a, a, a good movie you've seen. Okay, um, let's see. I've watched a couple, more than a couple. Um, we were talking off pod one time about um, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Oh, did you watch it? I watched it, yeah. Um, I was expecting, so like I read the description and like the score is all composed by RZA. Um, it's samurais. It's like urban street violence, like hip hop culture, like it's everything that I want. Like it's all of my favorites in one. Um, so I was expecting this to be already one of my favorite movies. Um, it was okay. It kind of, it started off kind of slow. And then like, I was waiting for this big buildup and it never really happened. I think I gave it a relatively good score, like a 84, I think I'm looking right now. Um, Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai, 84.5. You know I love the point fives. Um, <laughs> but that was good. Um, I liked it. I was hoping for more. I watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth recently. Did you watch that? It's on Apple TV. No, I keep seeing it on uh, like people's lists of movies that are good this year. And I really don't know anything about it. But like, yeah, I want to watch it because people keep talking about it. Yeah, it's good. It's um just under the two hour mark i think it's like a like a coming of age romance kind of thing really easy nice afternoon summer day movie i gave it an 85 i really liked it um i think it's one that might be overlooked just the way it's released because i didn't hear a lot about it um my brother told me about it shout out garrett fan of the pod um but he was telling me to watch it. And so I did. And it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was didn't really like have any like beats that I felt weren't necessary. It, it left me thinking a little bit. It was it's everything that you could ask for in one of those movies. So I do recommend it. Yeah. Cha Cha Real Smooth Apple TV. I wouldn't want to review it on here, though. Um, but it is just a nice casual viewing with some heart at the end. So cool. what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching, I've been binging TV shows, which, uh, I, I think I, when we talked about stranger things last episode, I think I talked about like, I almost get afraid to watch TV shows because it's just, I feel like it's a way bigger commitment than a movie. And then it, like, I feel like I'm watching more TV than movies, but I watched, uh, I finished the boys, which I know you've been watching. Have you watched all the new episodes? I'm on, I just started season three. Okay. So anytime I see anything on Twitter, like I scroll past it immediately. 
because yeah. I heard the spoil like the ending is pretty fulfilling. You could yeah, say. there's the boys is uh I don't, probably my favorite like new television show like on TV wow. right now. I I love it. It is it is the best. Uh, so I finished that. Uh, I also watched uh, The Bear. Have you heard about this? I started that. Um, I'm like three episodes in. That's my thing with TV shows, though. Like I'm I'm committed to the boys right now. And like if I just start watching like The Bear, it's like I'm wa- like I'm hanging out with like a side piece and I'm a loyal guy. I'm, I'm that's why I tend to stay away from movies uh, or shows. Sorry, I'm a movie guy. I feel like I'm cheating on my my films when I'm watching too many TV shows. Um, so right you. now, I think I'm just going to go. I'm, it's almost it feels like homework, but it's fun homework to just finish the boys because I need to finish that. Um, but like I prefer sitting down for a couple hours to watch a movie, be done with it, watch it again if I want to, rather than like being stuck and committed, like you said, to TV yeah. shows. Well, the nice thing about the bear, I, I watched the entire thing except for the last episode in a day. Like I, I just did nothing but watch that show. Um, and I love it. It's awesome. The the seventh episode, I think, is all one shot. And it's, it's like one of the best episodes I've seen in a while. Um, it is it is really cool. And then the last episode is a little longer. It's like 45 minutes. And yeah, it, it's a really good show. From what I've watched so far, it feel like it, they do a good job of pulling you into it. Like I feel like I'm in that chaotic kitchen with them as they're preparing all the stuff. So I mean, it definitely feels immersive, and I'll watch it. I think I just need to finish the boys first, and then I'll move on to the bear. But I'm not yeah. going to compromise my film watching for either of those. Yeah, it's really well made and like well shot and edited and all that. And- yeah, it's on Hulu if you want to check it out. Yeah. Um, Movie-wise, I, I watched uh, Mirror. Andre Tarkovsky. Cool name. Um, yeah, Russian film, 70s. Uh, I, I've just always heard about it as being like one of those film films that you kind of got to watch. And uh, well, I don't know. I, it was very, very interesting. It would be one that like uh, would probably be interesting to talk about on the podcast just because I don't really feel like I understood it. But at the same time, I know that it was really good. Um, I felt like that in college a lot when we would like read books in class. And I was like, man, this is over my head, but I know it's good <laughs> writing. That's how I felt about this movie. It was like, man, I, I don't know what's going on, but it was good. I gave it like high 80s, I think. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch it. I think I'd give it a higher score. I'm going to say, when you were saying, I don't know, man, I was going to interrupt you and say, I stalked your letterbox. You gave it four stars. Yeah. A four, but I, that's a good score. I, I thought it was going to be five. I, I guess maybe that's something we'll talk about in our review today with like expectations, because that's something like we talked about before we watched it. And um, yeah, we'll see. Because I, I I definitely had very, very high expectations going in. Yeah, I was going to watch. I was going to start that one last night. Um, but instead, I started Suburbia, directed by Richard Linklater. Um, I'm going to finish that today. I'm, I'm liking it. It's about nothing. It's kind of like a dazed and confused, just 
nightlife for these outcast teenagers just graduated high school. Um, but no, that's cool. I, I watched Come and See as well. It's a very film film movie. I recommended that to you yesterday at Thor. You need to check that out. Um, great war movie. Not for everybody, though, but you can handle it. It's very, very intense. Very intense. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's, uh, is it like gruesome? Like that's, I feel like that's what I've heard about it. It's gruesome. It's heavy. It There's like, like as far as like cinematography wise goes, like there's not a whole lot of like cool effects per se. The way it's shot though is incredible. The kid actor who plays Fleora is his name. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Does incredibly like, so so good his facial expressions are just insane um you should watch that like today and tell me what you think i feel like it's uh it's not a summer movie man <laughs> it's not but you're, you're not gonna want to come home from a long day of work and unwind by watching come and see that's not a, it's not one of those either all right that's probably true probably true it's a, it was it was released like right not right after but relatively after World War II so it's kind of like a like a PSA of like what happened and what goes on like they showed like during the fictional narrative they showed like video clips and like photos of like the actual people from like concentration camps and things like that and it's really really heavy man there's really like there's not a good time to watch that movie you just have to that's watch. True. That's true. That's <laughs> true. All right. Good point. Never a good time. Um, well, speaking of adding things to the to the watch list, uh, it's July. It's like past midway through the year. Um, we talked about yesterday, like our summer is kind of coming to a close. So that got me thinking about just like, yeah, tears, <laughs> tears from the other side of the screen. Um, it just got to think about how like fast the year is moving. Um, and that, yeah, we've, we've only got five and a half, six months left. Uh, so I wanted to talk about like our, our most anticipated movies till the end of 2022. Uh, so we got three each that we, uh, came up with that we're most excited for. So start me with your like your third most let's okay. rank them a little bit. so we're going in order third down to one so the, yeah the one you're most excited for okay um i'll start then with if this even comes out avatar in december um not necessarily because like i'm super stoked for it um my wife Shelby she's all over the place with her her shows and her movies and she won't hear this um because she doesn't listen in but like she's super stoked for Avatar because she loves the first one it's one of her favorite movies um we re-watched it a few months ago and like I like it it's a good movie um definitely groundbreaking in the way like films were made after and things like that um, but I think just for that like blockbuster spectacle feel that it's guaranteed to have right around Christmas break, it will be pretty cool. So looking forward to that. Um, that yeah, that's my number three. It, I feel like, yeah, it's so weird because if you know anything about like the release, it was supposed to release like, I don't know, six years ago, maybe yeah. more. Um, 
the trailer for it is i don't even know if i could call it a real trailer nobody like even you don't see anybody speak on screen just music like i just feel like it's a weird trailer i, I just feel like it's going to be a weird release and yeah it just seems strange when i watched that trailer like yeah i felt like oh they're not done with this movie yet <laughs> and they just yeah, that's how been out there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's almost like a video game trailer or a teaser or something where it's just like showing screen grabs or something. It's, right. It seems weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the anxiety of that. But yeah, maybe it's not done and maybe it won't be released. And aren't okay. they penciled in to like make four more after this? Yeah, I think they have plans for like an Avatar 6. It's insane, dude. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm about it. Like, there's a certain like like... I talk about this with my kids, like when you're writing something, you need to be aware of like the moment and the situation. And I feel like Avatar is out of its moment and bringing it back is going to present its own challenges. And then like our kids, kids are going to be seeing Avatar six in theaters at this rate. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, My number three is going to be, I'm going to go with Glass Onion, the uh, Knives Out sequel. Oh, when is that coming yeah. out? I don't know when it comes out. Let me look. I got a list up here. Um, Aren't they doing that straight to Netflix, too? Straight to the flicks. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know why Like, no, a studio didn't pick it up and release it in theaters um like knives out was awesome uh we saw that together did we we did wow you don't remember sorry man wow that was a while ago it was was that that was pre-pandemic pre-covid times yeah um this just says it comes out in november it doesn't have an exact date that's not kind of how netflix works like uh the gray man around thanksgiving sorry i interrupted you but no worries um, I keep seeing commercials for the gray man. Like that's supposed to come out on Netflix and it, they're just like, they're like tease you. Like they, they know they could just drop it tomorrow if they wanted to, but they don't put a date on their trailers. Yeah. The, I, the straight to Netflix thing. I'm, I'm always like 50, 50 on it. I'm, I like it for the accessibility piece, but like just going to the theater, there's nothing else like it. I would love to see yeah. Knives Out too. What did, you said it's called Glass Onion. I didn't even know that was the actual title. Glass Onion, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. Knives Out was awesome, and I think Daniel Craig is in the second one. Like that's how that's the bridge to the second one. Is it's the same detective, and uh, I like Daniel Craig in non James Bond. I like Miss James Bond too, but um, he's good in whatever he's in. So you know, I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Knives Out was like my introduction to really appreciating Lakeith Stanfield. Oh yeah, because he was in he was in Get Out as one of the, like the side characters. Um, but he's he's got a lot of range, and I I really like him in Atlanta. Uh, I just watched Sorry to Bother You for the first time. Surprisingly, he's one of my favorite actors now. Yeah, have you seen um, Judas the Black Messiah? Oh, incredible. Yeah, he's in that. And he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's he kills it in everything he does. Yeah. 
All right, hit me with your number two. My number two um, is one that we may or may not do a bonus pod for next week when it comes out, um, and that is Nope, directed by Jordan Peele. Um, One thing I do really like about this is that I don't really, like, I... In contrast to the Avatar trailer, it gives us something, like in terms of plot, like something's happening, but it doesn't tell us exactly what that is. And we know that it's something crazy, like it's going to be a thriller of some sort, like Jordan Peele does. Um, But it's there's so much left in the air of like what I can expect. Um, I'm really, really excited for this one. This was probably my most anticipated film for the summer um yeah so i'm excited to go to the theater for this one um watch it with my dog x-ray and do a podcast episode about it so nope yup all about it uh what you said about the trailer is exactly what i was gonna say like it's a it's fantastic trailers releasing for this because yeah i don't really know what's going on and i love seeing the shots of the giant inflatable flailing arm two guys in the desert just like why is that happening and um yeah it, it looks awesome and yeah get out was sweet i like i think i liked us more than get out um us was awesome and all that yeah. together too yeah i do remember that one okay. um uh so yeah this yeah we'll see don't really know exactly what it's about seems like it's about aliens of some sort and who knows uh, but yeah, it's, it'll be awesome. Maybe it's secretly um, Independence Day three disguised as Nope. That would suck. We're gonna, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. <laughs> we already did the Independence Day episode. It's behind us. <laughs> Never come. I'm out. glad we picked it. I'm glad we picked it. I picked nah. it. Great, great pick by me. Um, <laughs> number two for me is Bullet Train. You mm. saw. The trailer for it as I was watching some TV. Uh, it just looks fun. Brad Pitt, uh, and then I won't list all the other people because there's a ton of other people. Paperboy. Yeah, Paperboy. From Atlanta. Paperboy, Paperboy. Um, yeah, it just looks really colorful and uh, looks fun. It looks action-packed. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be sweet. looks colorful. Comes out the first week we're back. Yeah. At work, like with kids. Yeah. So, what better way to uh, decompress from that than by watching Brad Pitt beat some people up? Yeah. I think that's a Friday afternoon. Watch that movie together. Bonus episode, dare I say? Maybe. We're putting a lot on our plates here. Promising a lot of things to the people. Promising a lot of things, and I can't even pick a movie that's on streaming. Yeah, this guy, man. Yeah. We we apologize, TTF Nation, for X-rays and competence with finding a movie that you guys all have access to. The um the website that I use uh is not trusted anymore. Will not be uh will not be trusted any longer. I just Google the movie title and just say streaming, and then it'll give me a list of where it's streaming without even going to a website. I feel like that's wrong sometimes, though. But what what do I know? I can't say a word, so whatever. We both could just not be lazy and just check, too. 
yeah you well, usually i do check and then i started trusting untrusted sources yeah. lessons learned that's what we tell our kids check your sources yeah um shame number one for me i think this is coming out this year um killers of the flower moon oh yeah the is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, we'll, we'll say it is just because I want to talk about it. Yeah. Martin Scorsese, um, Western, apparently, with – is De Niro in this? I know Leo is. Uh, yeah. I think Jesse Plemons is in it. You have a hatred towards Jesse Plemons for no reason, but – Most punchable face in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Jesse, we'd love to have you on the pod, but you do have the most punchable face in Hollywood. No way. I think that's another topic we could maybe get into one day. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm excited because like, it's just Martin Scorsese and Killers of the Flower Moon, Leo, like it, like it sounds awesome. Western Leo. Um, I mean, we saw Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, killed it with Tarantino, well-known director. He's obviously killed it with Martin on Wolf of Wall Street. Um, it's going to be a big one. So I'm hoping that it will turn out. I do think it's coming out this year. Um, but let me check as you give us your number one. Well, I got to talk about Killers of the Farm real quick, because this is another, another, um, I feel like I've mentioned this on so many episodes now, a uh, movie that I, uh, or book that I read because they're making a movie about it. Uh, so, I, yeah, I read this book and the book is awesome. It's a true story. Um, and this is one that, yeah, I, like, I, I don't care. I'll be watching the movie. I don't, uh, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I, if I would have known that that was releasing this year, that may have been at the, it may have been my number two because I really like my number one. This is um, coming out. It just says November 2022 in both the Sweet. UK and US. And will be immediately available on Apple TV Plus. For real? Yeah. According to ladbible.com. Lad Bible, <laughs> are you a reliable source? <laughs> um, um, find out. Is it in theaters as well? It's um, I don't know. I would want to see this in theaters. Yeah, for sure. Brendan um, Fraser's in this movie. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jesse Plemons has a central role. He is considered by many to be a rising star in Hollywood due to his performances in Breaking Bad, Vice, and more recently, The Power of the Dog. I'm not giving Jesse Plemons this much credit right now. Um, stopping that talk. Killers of the Flower Moon, that's my number one. What is yours? Uh, mine is Babylon. Oh. Have you heard anything about Babylon? A um, little bit, a little bit. So there's, there's like not... There's not much about it, but just the names attached to it. Damien Chazelle uh, is the man. He's directing it. Directed La La Land. Ever heard of it? Whiplash um, too, right? Yeah, Whiplash yeah. too. Which, uh, yeah, that needs to be picked soon if it's streaming. But yeah. Brad Pitt's in it. Margot Robbie's in it. Uh, our our best boy Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, is Obi. in. It. Oh no, he, no, he does appear in it. Yes, Tobey. Um, so yeah, that'll be sweet. And it's about like the 1920s Hollywood 
we've mentioned many times that, uh, well, we, we talked about California in the 70s, but really just any California old movie I'm in. So I, I think it's going to be sweet. And like literally all that's been released is a picture and it's just palm trees in black and white. And then in gold, it says Babylon. And it's like, it's got me excited already. When's it coming out? I think it comes out Christmas this year. I think it's like limited this year and then it really comes out. Yeah, it comes really comes out January 6, 2023, but it's it's technically a 2022 movie, so it's on the list. Bonus sode? <laughs> throwing out bonus sodes? No, we got to do that one for sure. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. A lot of good movies. I will say this summer didn't feel like a traditional summer as far as blockbusters go for me. Um, maybe that's because I have no care to see any of the new Jurassic World things, but I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping Nope um, resurrects my going to the movie theater experience this summer because it's been okay so far. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right there. Yeah, I went and saw Jurassic World Dominion and uh, it was whatever. The movies we saw today, eh, we'll see. It, it definitely felt like a summer movie for sure. Um, need to make it back to the theater seat minions. I was going to say, like do we need to go see the rise of Gru? <laughs> seems like the movie of the summer. Yeah. Shout out Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? What you're looking forward to this year? Um, no, I'm sure there are going to be some movies that come back. Um, we, in all seriousness, we should do a recap of like the best top, our favorite top 10 movies of the year once December comes around. Um, because I will, I do believe like there will be some that creep up on us that we did not mention, nor have we talked about at all. So we'll see. Just looking through, like, I got a list up right now, like, um, another Black Panthers coming out. Um, don't worry, darling, is that, uh, has a yeah, my Harry. yeah, Harry Styles, um, Creed 3 coming out. So yeah, there's there's definitely some movies on the way. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Bonus mode? <laughs> <laughs> um, when does that Black so Panther yeah. come out? Um that'll be i think that's like the next marvel movie says it comes out november 11th so a bunch of movies coming out in november we get kind of a break from marvel though that that's going to be kind of nice honestly yeah um yeah because the one we'll talk about today i'm i'm iffy about i have a lot of different viewpoints on it yeah that's a good segue so let's just get into it yes sir um, here's our here's our synopsis. After his retirement is interrupted by Gore, the God Butcher, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie Korg and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster. Together they embark upon an adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it is too late. Um, this is a Taika Waititi movie. Um, he's an awesome director. And you you kind of mentioned it already that I we, we saw this maybe like a week late after it came out. So we saw kind of a lot of the reviews. A lot of the reviews were pretty negative. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of how we went into it. But what's your uh, what's your initial thoughts? What do you want to start off with? 
I wanted to start by just addressing all the naysayers of this film. Um, I haven't like listened in on many review podcast episodes about this film. Like I've tried to stay away from all the reviews. Like I'll scroll across something on Twitter at random points and see things. And like people are really like people are saying that it's potentially the worst Marvel movie made. Um, First of all, when did Marvel movies like when did we expect Marvel movies to be like this groundbreaking work of cinema? Like, I think Endgame kind of ruined Marvel in a lot of ways because like the threshold now is just way too high, like for expectations. And when it doesn't reach that level, like people get upset and mad like they did with Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I wrote on my letterbox review um like this is receiving a lot of hate and despite the negative remarks um it's about space vikings and male rocks unionizing to make baby rocks <laughs> we don't need to take it that serious you know like come on <laughs> no that's that's a great point about just marvel movies as a whole uh is and i've definitely like adopted this viewpoint of them because I didn't used to think about them like this but they're they're just a movie that you don't really like have to pay too much attention to like that's how I feel about them now it's just something like okay I'm gonna go have fun with this and uh yeah I'm, I'm it's not gonna be anything crazy Endgame and Infinity War both are they're never going to be topped ever ever like it's impossible it was the first the first movies of its kind to do what it did um, so yeah, I think you're right that it's, it's kind of messed with people's expectations of things and yeah, I don't know. We can maybe, maybe that's a question I have. Do you think that Marvel movies have gotten stale or have people's expectations just changed that they're expecting too much out of them? I think people are expecting too much. Um, and like, let's be real. Some of the people hating on these movies, like are 35 year old dudes who have kids and like are paid to review movies and things like that like hate to break it to you you're not marvel's target audience here um they they don't care what you have to say honestly like i'm sure taika watiti is incredibly proud of this project um i i do have some issues with it which i'll get into um but it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I also think No Way Home is part of the like high expectation threshold, too, because, I mean, if you take out the nostalgia of seeing Andrew Garfield and Toby, it's very average in terms of a Marvel movie. It touches on the nostalgia, which I'm a sucker, too. I, I bought into that and I love No Way Home for it. Um, it's fan service. And I think that's what a lot of Marvel movies are getting at today. Um, I feel like this movie tried to pick a lot of different areas for fan service without fleshing them out incredibly well, um, which I'll get into. But I definitely think it's like I don't see a whole like obviously they are getting kind of stale because they are just producing so many of them. Um, but at the end of the day, these are Marvel movies. These are not the killers of the flower moons that we're expecting to see like let's take a deep breath people we don't need to write a four-page comprehensive review 
about the tonality of Thor and how it doesn't reach the expectations that we were all wishing for. Um, it's okay. Relax. You know, do, does that make sense? Like, do you get what I'm saying? No, I think that makes perfect sense. I, I think, uh, yeah, the, I, I find this happening to myself. Like when I'm teaching film studies, I, it's always in the back of my mind, like to quit taking movies so seriously. They're movies. Like it's, it's supposed to be dumb and fun. And there are movies like Akiru that you do take seriously because they are just different and um, do something different to you. But yeah, 90% of movies are are like this. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's it's a movie. We don't need to get all all crazy about it. So yeah, let's let's maybe get into some of those more specifics, like what we liked and disliked, because I definitely got a bunch. Yeah, so really quickly, like talking about kids, like seeing Marvel movies all the time, all the time when I'm in film, kids ask me, are we going to watch Marvel movies in here? And my answer is always no, because you see those all the time. Like there is exposure to a ton of other great movies like these movies are going to exist forever. um, But there are still movies that can be taken more seriously. Um, I digress. Let's talk about the opening here um, with Thor. Uh, I love the opening with Bale, Christian Bale as gore at this point, just gore. Um, I loved how we get his exposition, like him before the villain um, play character, whatever you want to call it. Um, His daughter, first of all, before we even get into anything, if you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, stop listening now. Good thing we said this. Um, no, it's it's the title of the episode. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, people might expect just like beating around the bush review. We're going full dive in. This is a spoiler-filled review. If you haven't seen it, go pay $800 at your local movie theater and come back and listen to this. Um, opening scene is great with Gore. Um, I will say the, the god that he encounters at the very beginning not doesn't look good it looked terrible (laughs) it looked so bad like it had like the headpiece like it looked like i just went down to um party america or like the dollar tree and just was like hey what's a cool golden looking headpiece that i can wear found that shine some light on it and let's let's keep it moving it looks like that's what they did um but i did like in terms of setting up the story for gore that opening scene yeah i liked starting with gore uh and yeah that we we don't see thor for the first five minutes or whatever that we do get gore's backstory and really just we'll probably talk about this more but christian bale um slayed this hold it he's the man i mean we should come to expect nothing less because he's awesome but yeah, he did so good. All of his scenes that he was in as Gore um, were just like perfect. Were awesome. I loved all of them. Did this opening too kind of like kind of teased you a little bit for what we were to see? I thought I thought Bale would get a lot more screen time. Yeah, I I think I was thinking as we were sitting in the theater watching it, like if there is not multiple scenes where the villain is like by themselves like not with the hero 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like you need to give time to like just we need character development for gore. We we don't know who he is. So the five minutes in the beginning, like that's the only scene I think that he's by himself, that he's not like pitted up against Thor. I feel like that's a huge mistake. Like I feel like if we go look at the Dark Knight, there's scenes that are Joker scenes. They're just for Heath Ledger to be the Joker. Um, and there's not really any of that in here. That would have helped the movie a ton. It did seem very like perplexing in terms of how fast his character did develop without us seeing it because he gets the Necro sword. And then we like learn the backstory that this sword is like a God slain sword. But then as he is yielding it, he becomes more and more sickly. So we get that, but it's kind of like in terms of creative writing, I always tell my students um show don't tell yeah this is a lot of like the narration is a lot of just them telling us what happened like i would have loved to see christian bale as gore the god butcher like create the shadow realm and like those shadow creatures like how did he get them to exist like how does he create this world where does it come from what did he have to do to get there like that would have been sick and just a missed opportunity because like you said, Christian Bale crushes anything that he does. He deserved way more screen time, way more screen time. That would have been sweet. Him creating the shadow realm and just like a montage of him killing gods. Like that would be so cool. And I felt like there was that scene where Thor goes to save his friend, that woman. I don't even know who that lady is. Um, but he like goes to save her in that world. Like cut that scene, get rid of that. We don't need it. Like we can learn that Gore is killing gods in another way. Uh, so yeah, a montage or yeah, him creating the shadow. Just another another scene with Christian Bale doing work would have been sweet. Exactly. Because right around the midpoint where it is um, Jane Foster, Valkyrie, Thor, and then gorg as they go into the shadow realm and it's black and white like that was my favorite scene by far in this movie because i was like whoa this is sick like up and leading up into this point like it's been this weird um goats driving this rainbow boat (laughs) um (laughs) but then we get into the shadow realm and it's black and white and we see uh gore he has like the villainous yellow red eyes like it looks incredible. Um, I wanted more of that. I would hope they would, I was hoping they would go more back to that to like show the contrast of the two worlds because Asgard was very colorful and poppy and the Shadow Realm was incredibly dark, obviously black and white. Um, Just so many missed opportunities in that field there. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the black and white because that was, that was really cool. Like what a cool idea to do that. And yeah, I think you liked it so much because it's like really our first we get Christian Bale talking and like being or I guess we see him in that fight scene earlier, but this is where we actually get some like character development and he's talking and doing things. Um, so yeah, that that was an awesome scene. That scene was awesome. Um just more bail would have been great. I felt like he didn't really put up a big fight at the end, too. Like 
I just it felt very like anticlimactic in the end. And again, just so many missed opportunities. They could have it would have been cool to see them really lean into bail more, but they didn't. Yeah. I, see, I think the last 25, 30 minutes of this movie were my favorite. Um, and not necessarily for the plot. Like I thought the whole um, like Thor talking about love to to Gore. Like, I don't know if that's really how that goes down, but again, whatever, it's a Marvel movie. I, I just thought that it was, I absolutely loved the kid fight, like the army of kids <laughs> running to fight the shadow monsters. I thought was awesome. Like Thor giving their power, them their power, I thought was sweet. Um, that shot of like the, the gold lightning bolts going out, it creates like a tree. Like that was, I thought probably the coolest shot of the movie. Um, and then the visuals of that weird, like purgatory eternal place where it's like just all water. And then we have the really cool, like cosmic figure. Yeah. In front of that Thor and um, like Jane Foster sitting there. I thought that that was the coolest visuals in in the whole movie like that that was just really cool um and then maybe we can talk about the ending later because yeah what do you think about that kind of like final battle scene so you mentioned the kids coming in to help thor i had to check myself when we were watching it in theaters like i was like this is so stupid like watching these kids at first oh i loved it and then i had to like i had to like check myself i'm like all right Mitchell you're not watching you know you're not watching Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry right now (laughs) this is a Marvel movie about Thor um kind of like you know put yourself aside and then when I did that I realized that I was like okay this is cool like it is fan service and like obviously like touching on the emotions like with kids like it's a big deal for Marvel and I did see that I, I I like it now um yeah, I did really like the Purgatory Cosmos look too. Um, they're like riding on like a rainbow type bridge looking thing. Um, I thought the goats could have looked better. Dude, I I hated, hated, <laughs> hated, hated, hated the goats. Uh, it, I, uh, I hated them so much. They were so annoying. I did not laugh once at them screaming. I hated them so much. Did you genuinely laugh at any point in this movie? Okay, that, that gets me into probably my biggest qualm with this movie. <laughs> Dude, the oh man, it was it was insulting. Insulting how how much they tried to be yes. that might be my least favorite thing in like a person is when they try super hard to be funny. <laughs> there are so many the first the first half of this movie maybe first three quarters it's just like all these tiny little lines thor is throwing in even they try and make valkyrie funny no that doesn't need to happen that's that's no it was terrible it was terrible 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 one of the least funny marvel movies i've ever seen because marvel i'll give them credit a lot of times i am laughing during their movies they are funny this was the least funny Marvel movie ever. And the fact that it's Taika Waititi made it, I can't believe because like Taika Waititi movies are hilarious. Um, 
So uh, that was my biggest disappointment. I was like, this is, it was hard to watch. It was hard to listen to the jokes that they were trying to tell. Oh, it was terrible. I'm echoing everything you just said. Um, Like I talked about like the tone of this movie, like it's a humorous and lighthearted tone at heart. And they really, really, really lean into that in areas where I think they could have maybe added more heart to it. Um, But they lean into the humor. They rely on it. Um, And so like, I wasn't like, I mean, I was shaking my head and like fist palming as they were trying to rapid fire these jokes. Um, But like, I accepted it and I didn't, I wasn't like disgusted by it, but I was like, this isn't funny. I just learned to expect the stupid jokes. Um, my, my my least favorite part is the 15-minute Russell Crowe as Zeus scene. Um, I understand that Russell Crowe, like, he understood the assignment, as kids would yes. say nowadays. He understood yes. the assignment. Hey, be a quirky Zeus character and just have fun with this role um but as they're at like the omnipotent palace and all that and they see zeus like that scene is just so it's i'm getting mad thinking about it it's it's the worst in the movie it's the worst scene when he's like when zeus steps off of his throne and like he lifts up his little skirt and he starts prancing down the stairs (sighs) bro you did not just do that (laughs) Uh, and Russell Crowe, like, no disrespect to Russell Crowe, but he he's not Zeus-like by any stretch of the mind. <laughs> and I think, like, that's what they're going for is, like, Zeus is not Zeus. Like, right. I feel like that's, that's something I always say during, like, when I teach mythology is Zeus is, like, Zeus is, yeah, he's considered this crazy, awesome god, but really he's just, like, you can't horn dog. It. Yeah. Um, so... And I, I see what they're trying to go for. But again, they tried to do it too much. We didn't need all the j- little jokes that they threw in. Like even the intro to him was awesome. Like that was hilarious. Him throwing the thunderbolt. Like we get it. He's an idiot. He's stupid. He's power hungry. It's like, that's that's all I needed. Then there were 13 more minutes of just terrible, terrible, terrible jokes. Especially when you have... They said this is the meeting of the like most powerful gods in the world, and they give them like seconds of screen time. It would have been so cool to like focus on them a little bit more, um, like focus on that like Egyptian mythology or um, like less Greek mythology uh, would have just been cool. Native American mythology would have been sweet, um, but yeah, we get none of that. We just get yeah Russell Crowe with a dumb accent doing dumb things i hated it i hated that part so much it would have been cool to see like dionysus come up with like a bottle of wine and like pour some wine (laughs) and things like that yeah and like allude to the other like greek gods and like native american gods and yeah that would have been sweet um that scene is entirely too long yeah and that's i think that's maybe my main point where valkyrie's trying to be funny like saying like talking about like her plan and things like that. It's just like, this doesn't, it doesn't need to be like this. Yeah. You, you did touch on it. I kind of interrupted you, but you touched on it when he's like, they're depicting Zeus and like the way that like, we actually know Zeus as sort of like you said, the horn dog 
egotistical power hungry character like truly is only out for himself like we see that i don't need the russell crow 10 minute scene give give christian bale those minutes as gore they would have been better exactly exactly yeah just and that yeah that should have been that should have been one of the cooler scenes in the movie and yeah i think it was the worst yeah that was definitely the low point for me um i wanted to talk about this is my main qualm really i've mentioned it many times the tone of this like it's i feel like it's trying to do so many things at once like i said it's leaning into the humor but then we introduced jane foster and we talked about like gore's development being kind of pun intended butchered um through his story arc i feel like jane's story arc was butchered as well like we just are introduced to her hey this is jane foster oh she has cancer she's gonna help out thor like as i'm going through the movie I'm not really even thinking that Jane Foster has cancer up until the last 20 minutes. Like they try to get super heavy and like create this like real ethical, moral tension. Should I go help Thor and risk my mortality or should I just stay here in this hospital bed and essentially rot? Um, Like they tried to like, I feel like the shift in the tone from like the first however long this is hour and a half is very lighthearted and serious. And then in the last 20, 25 minutes, they try to get super serious and sentimental, but like, it's just not there. It's too abrupt. They don't develop it. It's all butchered throughout. Like, like I said, I didn't even really like feel like sympathy for Jane because they didn't develop it enough for me. And like, I would have loved to see more of that, but we just didn't get it. I think it goes back to your favorite word of all time, balance, 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 because like, and I don't know, did you not like the seriousness at the end? Were you not a fan of that? I liked it, but it felt, it didn't feel authentic. Like I wish, yeah, yeah, it didn't feel earned. Like I wish they would have had moments like as they're riding up, like as they're in the sort of purgatory area for like, some adversity to happen and like where they have like this drawn out moment where Thor reconsiders what he's doing with Jane because he knows of all of this this terminal cancer that she has and like it's just it's it's not balanced yeah yeah no I think they definitely relied it goes back to what we were saying too much on trying to make it like fun and pop and yeah just like a spectacle and then if you're going to do that for an hour and a half, you should just do it for two hours. You shouldn't try and yeah, do the the switch and make it real. Um, but I, I did like that. Like I said, the last 30, 25 minutes were my favorite. So, but I, I do see what you're saying where it's just like, yeah, she's in this movie to die. Like that's really all she's there for. Right. And yeah, the investment is hard to really stand behind. I, How did you feel about the end? Thor takes Gore's child and like they both represent love and thunder. And like, that's how they come up with the title. And because I don't know, I'm, I'm back and forth on that. I, I, I loved it. I, at first I was like, OK, that's 
it, like it was kind of maybe a jump for Gore to just be like, please, please protect my child. Like that, that whole switcheroo 180 happened pretty quick. But the scene at the end with like, I just thought their chemistry and like, it's something new for Thor. Um, and I thought, I thought like those two together were funny. And I liked the ending where like, I could, I could see myself watching an, the movie of those two together. Like I would, I think that that would be funny. And I thought that the girl actress, like we barely saw her, but I thought she did an awesome job. Um, so yeah, I, I love the ending. Yeah. I think my biggest qualm was like how quick Gore was yeah. able to like surrender to Thor basically and take care of my child kind of thing. Um, I think it fits for the arc of Thor and where Chris Hemsworth wanted the character to go because I was reading things like Chris Hemsworth with the early Thor movies. Like he was, he felt pigeonholed in like this very like serious role with Thor and like obviously with like the Avengers and stuff like bro Thor, we saw that break. He broke the mold and like he's more like comical now probably the most comical Avenger. Um, but like you said, like you could watch, you could see movies with Thor and the daughter now, like in future movies, like I could see Thor being like the coolest dad and just yeah. like making the cheesiest dad jokes. And that's probably the angle that they're headed. So I think it fits for the trajectory of where they want the character to go. Yeah. I just, I, I think that that'll be cool. And maybe maybe not even a whole movie. I think that maybe that's what Marvel needs to do from now on is just like, we're not making a Thor movie. Like we're not going to make a Dr. Strange movie. It's just going to be a team up of Thor and his daughter and the guardians of the galaxy. And um, I don't know, like Black Panther. Like, let's mm -hmm. just throw all those together and see what happens. Um, cause yeah, maybe I don't want to watch a whole movie of Thor and his daughter, but if it's like this mix of like all these random people together, maybe that'll be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I like the direction that it's headed. Yeah. Were you expecting more guardians in this movie? Because the trailer made it seem like they're going to be in the whole thing and then they're just gone after five minutes. And that, yeah, I kind of expected this to be a Thor and guardians of the galaxy movie like together like maybe they're in half of it so yeah when they're in it for the first battle and drax the best character in the entire marvel cinematic <laughs> universe doesn't get a line i know um, it's criminal i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be upset and i'm upset uh yeah like i don't know it was just dumb why even put him in there i guess so that they can be in the trailer uh and so that i go expecting to see them but yeah, that was definitely disappointing. If like aesthetic wise and like like this movie is like it feels very campy and like the Guardians movies feel very like 80s camp as well. Like they would have blended perfectly with Taika's vision in this movie, but they're just they're they they come and they go and it did feel kind of underwhelming. I thought he was going to bring them back when he said we needed more people, but then it's like the kids were kind of those people that helped him at the end, which was an interesting touch. Um, I would have liked more guardians for sure, but it, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I can't believe that they weren't in it more. And I get like, 
Um, I don't know. I would hope that it's not like money because you got to pay Chris Pratt to show up. Um, but Disney, you're you're good. You're set. You can, <laughs> you can pay him. You can pay him to say a few more lines for 30 more minutes of screen time. Because, right. um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they're like after Spider-Man, once you say that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are like what people like the most. I might go as far to say like the original Guardians like resurrected my faith in Marvel movies at large. I remember back in the day you loved the Guardians. Movies. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like it it brought me back to Marvel and yeah, I would love to, to see more of that, but you, you had the poster hanging on in the dorm wall, correct? Yeah, had the yeah. poster, <laughs> bought it, bought the Blu-ray day of, watched it yeah. I think like once a week honestly um yeah would have loved it but hey i'm not taika yeah all right um anything else anything else about good old thor love and thunder no i think people just need to remember it's about space vikings like let's let's relax it's a fun movie you, you know the one laugh i did get was Korg, the Korg and the wayne line like that that was funny that like just just that whole thing, like mm. him narrating it and <laughs> freaking rock having a sick mustache. Like that was awesome. <laughs> that was cool. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, get rid of the Zeus scene. Give me more bail. Figure out where you want your project to go tonally. And that's that. But who am I to say this, dude? I'm a 27-year-old white guy from Colorado who teaches English and film. Like it, it was fun. It it's a Marvel movie, people. Let's let's re- let's relax here. Yeah, but you know what? We're the movie experts, so we are to say <laughs> we we do We're know gonna... everything about everything. And Taika needs yeah. to listen in and take notes. Take notes. Okay, maybe that's one question I have for you because Taika Waititi, probably one of my favorite directors. Um, I don't have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People or um like Jojo Rabbit's one I'm pretty sure you've seen yeah yeah so I was I talk about tone and again this is the 12th time I've brought it up Jojo Rabbit like it's a comedy set in World War II how do you even do that um but he does it perfectly that's what I'm saying he did it well like the balance is there it's lighthearted, but then it also has the serious moments and like the sentiment and it, it's it's a great great movie and like he obviously knows how to balance tone because we saw it in that movie we just don't get it here yeah and it felt yeah, short like i would have i wouldn't have mind 20 25 extra minutes to establish oh, no, I, that tone more i disagree i'm, I'm disagree? never a fan of that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i just don't know if i who who I want to blame if it is Taika Waititi, because I don't want to, but I feel like maybe it is all those jokes written in. So I don't know. It's just hard for me to say that he made this movie and he made Jojo Rabbit because they're, yeah, he just did such a good job in those other things, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I Jojo Rabbit is fantastic. Yeah. This is a Marvel movie. Um, What's your score? 78 78 better than multiverse of madness and i don't know if that's a bold take or not but i did enjoy this more than the latest doctor strange 
Yeah, I, I gave this an 81 and I kind of agree as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was better than Doctor Strange uh, uh, for sure. And yeah, I I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of negativity around phase four, but I don't, I haven't been, eh, maybe I have been disappointed, but I feel like that's on me more than, more than anything. Because I think after this, expectations like we talked about are going to be going to be curbed except for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 like that I'll have high expectations for that right and I think but I also do like think to kind of contrast like they have been putting out so much it's going to be nice to have a break um, from now up until November with no MCU movies we're going to get like She-Hulk in August and things like that with TV shows, which I'm, I don't have high expectations for that. Um, yeah. I think we all just need a break from Marvel after this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 81 <laughs> from me, 78 from you. Yeah. I'd say that's, uh, I looked today, that's uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You want to guess the, uh, audience score um i'm gonna go with 83 audience yeah it was an 81 and i think the the critics was in the 60s um so yeah i mean that's that's right where it's at 60 for the critics in the, in the 60s. 60s yeah i don't know exactly um i could look it up because i have the internet at my fingertips but whatever that's what i'm saying these are these are written by um people like tyler Irvingston, who has a phd in psychology and has a, another phd in communications giving this review on thor love and thunder <laughs> it's not for you yeah. brad not for you, you. You gotta, yeah. You definitely, and maybe that is maybe one thing. Um, like maybe the humor is funny to younger kids, but I, I just don't think so. But well, this is a good segue. This is a good segue. It might, it might be humorous to younger kids. We actually, we saw you had a little bit of a fan base in the theater yesterday, as you had. Like I think three of your students or like soon to be students or you knew these kids from school um, sat pretty close to us. Um, it seemed they were laughing, but we definitely saw them in their wild state. What are your thoughts here? Seeing your kids in the wild. Do you think it hit for them? Give me your thoughts. So, yeah, here at Teachers Talk Film, the, the end of the podcast, we always like to talk about like some aspect of teaching and a lot of times recently we've been trying to connect the movie that we watched to teaching and I was just like it's not going to happen here it's not happening so let's just talk about seeing students in the wild because <laughs> it is just a weird thing as a teacher you see students like day after day in the classroom which is just a completely different setting and context and it's just universal when you see a kid at the grocery store or at the mall or literally anywhere that is not in front of your whiteboard, they are just like bewildered. They <laughs> they don't know how to act. Um, my mom's a teacher and the funniest story she ever told is she saw a kid at the grocery store 
And at the time, my mom taught PE. And the kid just looked at her and went, Mrs. Ray, why aren't you cleaning the gym floor? Like, <laughs> it was just like a Sunday afternoon. It's like, yeah, kids think that we don't leave. So, um, yeah, we need to talk about that a little bit. But, yes, we could talk about seeing. So, yeah, I saw three kids at the movie theater. And my philosophy when I see, like, kids that I know, it's just like we got to break the awkwardness. Because some kids, it'll be like they don't, they see you. They make eye contact with you. They know that they know you, but they won't come speak to you. So my philosophy forever has just been, okay, I'm just going to come say hello to you. Whether you want me to or not, I know who you are. You know who I am. I'm coming up and I'm saying, what's up? And, you know, they're happy to see me, whatever. Uh, and then, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can even discuss this we we're watching this movie <laughs> they're they're acting like you know i guess what you would think a typical freshman in high school would act like and i i didn't know what to do i know these kids am i supposed to say something am i supposed to shut these these kids up that are talking during a movie i mean if there's one universal rule in this world you don't talk in a movie theater so do I just need to admit what I've done? I think you already did. I, I looked at these kids. I mean, I, I listened to them for two, for an hour, 45 minutes. Jane Foster is dying on screen and <laughs> they're talking. And I, I just, I looked to the side and I, they made eye contact with me and I gave them the little, the shush finger. And I gave them the, the hands up. I'm disappointed in you look. and that was something I never thought that I would do, but I just could not believe what was happening. Um, I, I, I don't regret my decision. I wish I would have done it earlier. You, I'm proud of you. That's a big step. <laughs> Cause I was thinking like, as this was happening, I'm like, man, I wonder if he's going to do anything. And like for a while there, I wouldn't have done anything. Like it, it wasn't bothering me. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Right. It wasn't bad up until like the last, 20 minutes where like the tone does shift and like luckily there wasn't a lot of people in the theater so like it wasn't incredibly like you know just out there and like disrupting everybody but I was, why, I was proud of you oh that's why i decided to do it those guys that were sitting in front of us like turned and looked back and i was like okay i'm not the only one noticing it this is this is what does thor say in the movie this ends now or something yeah whatever um <laughs> eat my hammer like, yeah <laughs> i was just like i i can't believe this um and you know what they were fine from there on out they didn't have much to sit through but uh i i don't know i, I could i couldn't believe that i did that because that is not me at all but i did it i did it you said all the chads looked back yeah just one of them i, I could okay. see him he looked back at them because they were they were like laughing while she was dying and it was like you're clearly laughing at something that you guys are talking about, you dummies. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like me and you in there, your kids, like literally the next row over. I think right in front of us, it was like a group of college baseball bros or something. <laughs> yeah. Chads. And then like one old dude. I think that was it. So yeah, the whole time I was just like, am I responsible for these kids? <laughs> I know them. And that's like, that's such a stupid thing to think, but whatever.
what's uh what's your well you saw a student too what's your what's your thoughts about just seeing students in public it's it's always kind of weird right it is and I like to get in front of it too like there there are moments where like you'll lock eyes with a kid at the grocery store or something and like they clearly don't want to talk to you and like I always just make it awkward for them because yeah. I enjoy it it's a little joy that I get um so I'll be like oh Jason hey <laughs> and then Jason's mom will be like oh hello and then he's like oh my gosh and like just have that conversation for two minutes like you just got to get in front of it um it I see kids like it's weird when like I see students like taking my order in a drive through dude it's the worst yeah that's strange it's hard for me to go to Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A, but like six of my students work there. And I'm like, man, they're judging me for me showing up to Chick-fil-A once, sometimes twice a week in the summer. Like this is bad. <laughs> Dude. I, yeah, I have some students working at Chick-fil-A. Um, shout out those kids. Um, yeah. It was awkward at first, but then like I would see him in the hallway and I'm just like, hey cool seeing you and like it's cool when like a kid's genuinely excited to see you yeah like they're the kids who are like mr main what up like running up to my car like he like got out of his line to hop into my line to take my order and i was like oh, yeah i'm not avoiding this <laughs> like yeah that's that cool. is the coolest especially like because i teach him as freshmen and then i'll see him as like juniors and seniors and it's like holy cow you're a you're a human being now right like that that's pretty cool and it is cool when they're like mr ray i didn't recognize you because uh you're so buff now it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i thought you would be shooting uh the new thor love and thunder movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It, that's true though i mean i think it is different we have different experiences because you still are like like very much so in the I don't want to say immature and just put these kids on blast, but like, no, put them on blast, man. You deal with a clientele that may be more immature than my senior and my AP lane kids. So, and I, I think that's natural. So that's just part of the territory where you're at. No doubt. No doubt. All right. I'm sure. I think that maybe that'll be, have to be maybe a recurring theme on the podcast uh, is, uh, students in the wild that yeah. could be a second yeah well i saw one of my film students he worked at the movie theater yesterday and yeah. like i don't think he noticed me and like i walked up to him and i was like what's up and he's like oh hey and we had a brief little chat while you were um in the bathroom talking about this movie um he said he liked how it felt like a rom-com um and like we had an actual like intellectual conversation like me and this kid yeah. he's very much so into film and like he talked about how it is a marvel movie um it was a rom-com and it was okay but that was it it didn't feel awkward it was just yeah good to see you have a good summer see you in a few months not even a few months a few weeks as i shed yeah. a tear um it's bad, it's bad. but yeah different experiences for different kids for sure yeah um all right what movie are we watching next week and can you guarantee that it will be streaming um do you want to do what you think i want to do which is not on streaming or should we yes. do one that is streaming 
nah, let's do it. Okay, I think we need to. Yeah. I think it's it's long overdue. We are going to be watching the Daniels film. Recently came out on Blu-ray. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, have it on physical copy. It's not streaming yet, um, but I can't say it enough. If you have not seen this movie, you need to go see it. Rent it on Amazon. I think it's one of the better movies made in my lifetime. Um, definitely one of my favorites. You need to check it out. We're going to unpack it, um, get into a lot of the intricacies of it. You need to see this movie. Everybody needs to see this movie at least once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Next week, stay tuned. Uh, I don't say this often. But I am excited to rewatch this. Yeah. I hardly ever rewatch movies. But this, the second I finished it in theaters, I was like, okay, I need to watch it again right now. So, yeah, it's, I, I'm looking it up now, $6 to rent on Amazon Prime. Well worth it. Um, I, I want to leave it at that because there is, where, yeah, there's going to be plenty to say. Yes. Yeah, we both saw that one on our own in theaters. I took a day off work to go see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it on the next pod. Uh, until then, X-Ray, you have anything else for the people? No, nah, man. Let's hit it. Let's, um, what does he say in Independence Day? Kick the tires and burn the rubber, yeah. baby? No, no, no. It's kick the tires and light the fires. And then he calls him kick the tires and light the fires. He calls him some nickname. Cowboy, baby boy, something weird. I don't know. Until next time. (laughs) (laughs) TTF Nation. (laughs) Thank you for sticking to us, sticking with us, sticking to the podcast. I'm getting tongue-tied here at the end. Um, You are appreciated. You are loved. Do your homework. Watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Thank us later. Tell us what you think about it. Contact yeah, us tell us Twitter. what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. We care. We want to know. You can email us at teacherstalkfilm at gmail, or you can simply reach out to us on Twitter at teacherfilmtalk. Um, that's really like our social media hub where we do pretty much everything and you can get access to everything um we post video clips of these episodes on tiktok um but just just stay tuned that's what you need to do um and most importantly enjoy watching these movies and we hope you enjoy listening to these reviews we have a good time doing it enjoy the sun stay inside when it gets too hot do your homework everything everywhere all at once And peace out. Peace out.